0: Is your business your mission, and your mission your business? If yes, you've found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde. Going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me weekly for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde, inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here for the very first episode of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I would love to tell you that this is a dream come true for me. But the truth is, this podcast wasn't even on my plan yet. It wasn't even on my goal list or my goal spreadsheet. (laughs) I thought that I would eventually have one, but I also thought that I'd reach out to people in other ways first, like writing a blog, doing, you know, being on social media. I do have several blog posts written, they're just not posted yet. And I also, am on social. Well, I have social media accounts, but I'm just on them very rarely. So one of these days I'll get around to that, but nope, at this point, I'm pretty much doing it backwards from everyone else. But isn't that the way it goes in business? Sometimes you see that people are out there doing it one way and you feel like that's the way you're supposed to go. And then it seems like, well, there's another plan for you and you do things completely different. So I'm starting with a podcast and eventually I'll get around to all the other stuff that's actually on my goal list. But I love it when the spirit surprises me with things like this. So that kind of brings me to why I'm here with you. I really want to be able to be a person that's in your ear, giving you a boost and helping you overcome the hurdles that are inevitable in any business, but especially when it comes to social business, or being a social entrepreneur. So on this episode, first, I'm going to share with you a little about me and uh, why I'm here. The second thing I'm going to do is explain who I serve, uh, why I started the podcast, and why it's called Avant-Garde. And third, I'll fill you in on what you can expect from me and the podcast going forward and why it'll actually be worth your while to listen. So first, a little about me and why I'm here. So I'm here because I have so much experience in so many of the roles of social entrepreneurs today. I'm a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. I have been out in and on the field a lot, either on solo trips or in a pair doing exploratory work or advancing work to set up a trip for people, and then also leading teams uh, in different countries. I lived for a while in Seoul and South Korea and worked at the American embassy there. So I have a lot of experience, not just being out, but, you know, being a guest and being one that really lives in a place. And is not just about being, you know, going in, taking and then leaving. I really feel compelled to give and to share and to be a support um, wherever I am and wherever I go. I'm a board member, financial partner, sounding board, and friend to lots of social entrepreneurs. So I understand a lot about what's happening and what the needs are and what some of the underlying issues are that don't really uh, necessarily come to the surface right away. If you go to my website, you'll see that I do have a PhD, but you do not need a PhD To be exceptional in business. In fact, you really don't need any formal education at all. I would say that if you're in if you're listening from the US having high school is super important. If you're tuning in from Africa, Europe or India, I think it's called secondary school. I believe it's called upper secondary in Thailand, and um, senior middle school in China. It's important to at least have that because that's sort of a prereq in a lot of the world to show that you can and were able to finish something. So I would say that it's really important to have that. And also as social entrepreneurs, likely you are helping people in the communities that you that you live and work in. And we all want to give education as much of a chance as possible. So it's also important to model that behavior where you can. But past high school, it's, or past, you know, once you get to 18 and you're done with your schooling, if you go to university, that's great because you'll definitely pick up more skills and you'll learn how to persevere. You'll get a lot of new information. But I think that it's really important to know that to be good in business does not require boatloads of education. And I'll talk in the future about, actually in the next episode, about why I have a PhD, but it is not necessary to be great in business. In fact, I work with a lot of business owners over the years, and many of them, many of them don't. So I can say firsthand that if you're finished high school, then you're pretty well on your way. Some of the reasons why I'm qualified to be here. I have walked through shame, humiliation, trauma, numbness, dealt with perfection and the grind of life, and I have come out the other side. I felt completely buried in the tasks and, and just the grind of working and feeling like I was never good enough and like it, whatever it was, was never good enough. And I've learned that you can pretty much counterbalance and tip the scale. I kind of feel like I've gotten to the point where I can tip the scale most of the way without it, um, you know, everything completely crumbling down before I shift back the other way. And I, my guess is that at least one of the things that I've shared so far resonates with you, which is why you're still listening. And I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to pour into people and to just be your guide. So a little about who I serve. Well, you call yourselves a lot of different things. So social business, socially responsible business, social entrepreneur, social enterprise, bam, bammer, but at your core, you have so much in common in your group relative to the rest of the world. You love people first and you see business as the way to really show and express your love. The reason why I started this podcast is to serve social entrepreneurs. And I don't like to really necessarily put anyone in a category in a group, but I would say that um, people come to social enterprise in two different ways or kind of from two different perspectives. I call them pioneers and peace lovers. So the pioneers are the people who come in and maybe they have a really great business idea or they're really great in business in general, entrepreneurially minded. And they say, you know what? I want to use this for somebody. I want to make a difference. So they come in with business acumen and then they find a people group that they really, they really get and they really resonate with and they serve. And so they start a social enterprise that way. And then they get team members. So very often they go completely by themselves. Maybe they have a spouse or something like that, but generally they go in pretty much, they're the one with the idea. And then people end up coming alongside, whether they want them to or not, people just feel called and then bang, they have a team. The second way that people... I've found come into social entrepreneurship. I call them peace lovers. These are people who just love people. and maybe they were called uh, they felt called at a very young age to go and help other people. and or maybe they felt called, you know, maybe they'd actually been working and in a career and then felt called to go out to help people. So they find a group of people that really that they really resonate with and they really want to help. And then they realize, wow, the best way we can help them, the best way we can help them is to start a business and to give them training or to, you know, teach them to fish or to help them with the resources that they need. Either way, whether you come in as a pioneer or as a peace lover, you have so many people to please. That is truly what makes social entrepreneurs and social business people different from traditional business people. Yes, traditional businesses, they have their clients or customers, they have their suppliers, their distribution chains. Some of them, if they're really big, you know, they have stockholders. But you have so many people to please. You have financial partners, you have the local community leaders, you have your local staff that you, um, or your staff that comes with you from the, the country that you are from maybe, but then you also have your local staff or your beneficiaries. And that really makes you unique in the challenges that you deal with. I know that there are probably other podcasts out there first, maybe for social entrepreneurs and social, uh, And in entrepreneurship in general. But I really feel like more resources are needed, and maybe I can be a tiny part of filling that. So, why avant garde? The dictionary defines avant garde as favoring or introducing experimental or unusual ideas or the people introducing them. Some other similar words to avant garde include innovative, uh, forward looking, trailblazing. Groundbreaking and pioneering. It's funny. I was watching a show not too long ago that took place in Paris, and one of the characters, a French woman, very stuffy. Not all French women are stuffy. Most of them aren't. In fact, this one just happened to be that was her character. <laughs> she said, All on is just another word for ugly. <laughs> and I thought, oh no. I had already come up with the name for my program and for I don't even think I knew I was going to start the podcast at the time but I'd already come up with the name Avant-Garde Entrepreneur and I thought should I change it and I thought no business can feel like that any business can feel like that but especially a social business or a social enterprise when you're running on a shoestring budget you are you know drowning and never enough there's never enough Feels like there's never enough resources or enough time. It really can feel ugly sometimes. But we're calling the Avant Garde Entrepreneur Podcast for the other descriptors, <laughs> especially the pioneering and trailblazing. So, what can you expect from this podcast and from me going forward? I believe, first and foremost, that it doesn't have to be hard to be right. I'll say that again. It doesn't have to be hard to be right. You know, there are a billion business books out there, and yet every situation is so unique and so different. And we get bombarded with information. And a lot of times you get to the point where you just don't even know, you don't even know what to listen to anymore. Something I've learned from years of being in business is that typically the path of least resistance is the path. And this is not about, you know, taking the easy way out. But sometimes the reason why it's easy is because that's the place of least resistance. And that is the path. That is the easy path. So that will be the theme that will run through this entire podcast. Because as I said, sometimes the easy path is the path. That's why it's the least resistance. So you'll find that a lot of the things I'll share, they're not rocket science, but whenever you have to sift through hundreds of pages of stuff, you realize that, ah, you know, maybe it's not as hard as it seems. And so that's a lot of what I'll share with you is about just the way to get things done. So that's the general theme of this podcast is that it doesn't have to be hard to be right. So first... We'll have some interviews with entrepreneurs from varied backgrounds, especially those who didn't go to college or follow a quote unquote traditional path. Second, we'll have interviews with people who support social entrepreneurs from different service businesses to financial partners to global policy So you'll have the opportunity to hear directly from them why they support social entrepreneurs, what interests them, and what they are looking for. And this helps you with your messaging so that you can better relate to people and just kind of get some inside information as to what people are really looking for when it comes to partnering with and supporting you. Third, you'll hear from other social entrepreneurs in all stages of business. And likely when you listen to these guests, they'll resonate with you because either you were there You are there or you are going to be there in the very near future. And fourth, we'll have lots of discussions about stuff that may seem like it has absolutely nothing to do with business. But in fact, it has everything to do with business. I hate to break it to you, but success in business really has very little to do with business techniques. Success in business is really all about the other stuff. I'm talking about your spiritual wellness, your physical health, your mental wellness, your emotional wellness, even your relationship wellness. I mean, my goodness, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your friends, your staff, your colleagues. Then as a social entrepreneur, you have a whole, the whole element, like I mentioned earlier, of the financial partners, board members, and the local community leaders where you operate. You have all these relationships that you have to navigate or that you're called to navigate. And the health of those relationships also has a lot to do with your success in business. And, you know, another thing that really makes social entrepreneurs unique is that you may even have some people who supported you early on when you first went out to start your mission. And now that you have a business with your mission, they wonder, well, if you have a business and you're making money, first of all, why are you making money if you're having a mission? (laughs) And second, why should I continue to support you? Why should I continue to support you financially? So that's something else that we're going to talk about. But When it comes to navigating those kinds of relationships and navigating those kinds of conversations, that's really what success in business is about because those are the foundational layers. So truly, truly success in business is really all about your mindset about all of these things. And this is because a business principle might work in a book, or it might work in isolation, but if your head or your heart isn't in the right space to either receive it or put it into practice, then it'll flop. So for example, you know, we can talk about leadership and maybe there's a really great technique that I can share with you. There is actually about whenever you have someone on your team that they have so much potential, but they're just, they just seem to be stuck and they're not, not really getting there. Well, I can share a technique with you about how to effectively communicate with them and to help them kind of get out of that funk and get to that next level, whatever that is. But if you are fried, just mentally fried, if you're overly tired, if you're so stressed out and you haven't been walking or doing anything to give your, give your mind a rest, then the conversation is not going to go well. You'll not have the grace in that moment that you need. And, and that's really just because you are not in the right mindset for that conversation at that moment. It doesn't mean it won't be the right time at another moment, but at that moment, that technique is not going to work. So it truly is all about the wellness and lots of other areas of your life. And we will discuss that. We'll discuss that a lot. Something else that's unique about social entrepreneurs that we'll, we'll go into is that you don't get to leave your work at work. Not really. Uh, no matter how well your systems are developed or no matter how good your boundaries are, you can be just great at saying no to things that aren't in your giftings or aren't really part of your mission but you still it kind of goes with you everywhere and i would say that that's a lot in business in general but whenever you're focused on your beneficiaries and the people that you're supporting and the communities that you're in they have heavy duty issues and you can't it's it's not easy to just go to bed at night and shut off some of the stories that you've heard because your heart is breaking for someone and so we're going to talk about those kind of things too maybe not not as much the negative stuff but Things like that are important to bring up because it's. I really feel like it's important for, for social entrepreneurs to realize that they're not alone and that if you have trouble sleeping at night, there's a reason for it. And it's not that there's anything wrong with you, but that's just the reality of working and, and caring for people and having business and you know expressing your love for people through your business. So in summary, we'll talk about real stuff here. In fact, in an episode in the near future you'll hear from a business broker who helps people sell businesses. Yes, we will I think it's important to begin with the end in mind. So even if you have just started your social enterprise or maybe you haven't started one yet and you feel like that might be what you're called to do or even if you're pretty far out there, pretty advanced. It's really important to kind of know what your path can look like. So even if you feel like you're not anywhere near ready to pass your business along or to sell it, it is important to think like someone who is. And the reason is it saves you loads of time, money, energy, and failed experiments. Lots. So that'll be a great episode that I think that you'll really enjoy. Again, the idea is fast tracking you. So a little bit about the format of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur podcast. So short episodes and not too scripted. So because you barely have time to eat lunch, let alone listen to an hour-long podcast weekly, I want to try to keep these short. The idea is to have them be like 20 to 40 minutes long, something that you can listen to on a brain break. And Yes, that's B-R-A-I-N-B-R-E-A-K, brain break. These are the things that I I do just, you know, a 15, 20 minute walk to clear my head whenever I need to get away. When I've been wrestling with something for two hours and the answer is just not coming to me, it never fails. I get out, go for a walk, maybe put on a podcast, or maybe I just walk in silence. And a lot of times if I'm listening to something, it's something that the person said, or I realize that my spirit has been speaking to me and I've zoned out for a little bit. And then the answer comes. So I basically had two hours of being stuck and now I'm not stuck anymore. So brain breaks are super important and we will talk more about those. If I have a guest or if it's a topic that's just really amazing and there's lots of content and something that people want to hear more about, then I can always break the episode up into two or three episodes because I know how good it feels to be able to check something off your list. (laughs) Anybody else feel like that? Yes, it's so nice to be able to just check something off, like, okay, that's done for the week. And of course, you want to get something out of it, but it really feels good whenever you can feel like there's something that you want to do for yourself. Maybe it's listening to this podcast or going for a walk or meeting a friend for coffee. When it's something that you know is good for you, it's really, it can be difficult to take time away when you're so concerned about the people that you work with and your team. So that's why I say it's nice to be able to check something off your list, especially when it's for yourself. So, if you're wondering if it's worth your while to listen, well, you're still here, aren't you? <laughs> Seriously, though, I, I'll give you the shortcuts that I wish I had. I'm not sure if I'd call them quick and dirty or quick and clean. Probably just call them quick and dirty, but they fast track you, and maybe you'll even learn to avoid some mistakes. Or maybe you'll be able to avoid some mistakes by learning from some of the other guests and me for sure on the show. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of social entrepreneurship. For example, in either episode three or four, I'm going to share about overcoming overwhelm. So we are just going to jump right in to the stuff that people don't necessarily talk about, but that it's it's really there. And most of all, my goal is for you to end each episode feeling settled in your spirit as the avant-garde entrepreneur that you are. I want you to really be pleased with with you and who you're becoming. And I want you to feel very confident when someone says, are you crazy? Or that'll never work. I want you to feel confident saying, you know what? Yes, I am a little crazy. And you know what? It might not work. But then again, it might. I want you to feel bold and courageous as you go forward with people and putting yourself out there and taking the risks that you're called to take. Okay, I'm calling episode number one a wrap. So tune in next week to hear a little more about me and my story, including some of my background. And then beginning in episode three, we will dive right into some of the nitty gritty of being an avant-garde entrepreneur. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Reach out to me at trishabayleyphd.com and on social at trishabayleyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here next week.